0: Jesus, thank you so much for this man, Lord. We really pray that the message that you have this morning um, is from you, Father. We, we believe it and we have faith about it, Lord. And we pray that you, uh, you yeah, know, that we, we want to open up our hearts this morning to receive whatever it is that you want to come and deposit through Christ, Lord. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
1: Good morning. Good morning. Two weeks ago, Rudy preached that, that the sermon, and he started off by saying, We need faith, and your faith needs to be focused. Let's just give the the kids' church a chance to go out, and they can join us again for worship afterwards, all the kids. Right, so Rudy talked about faith and truth. Now, truth is an interesting thing, because what's true for me is not maybe truth for you, but then there's the ultimate truth. And he talked about putting your trust in the truth, like you put a, uh, your trust in the chair. So the moment uh, if I look at the chair and I think it will g- carry my weight, I can put my trust in there and I can go and sit on it. Right? Then my actions sort of uh, support my trust. And then Kala came last week and he talked about th- how comfortable we are and how we think we should jump through a couple of whoops to please the Lord. And he said it's not how high you jump and – the things that we do, because that will not necessarily move God's heart. It's a whether your heart is focused on God, whether your eyes are focused on Jesus. So it's not just what we do, although those things can be good. But we learn to do certain things that we think we can sort of manipulate God. by. if we do this, then God will respond. But it's our hearts that God, God is after. It's not just what we do. And then he used the example of Peter... Uh, in the boat, saying the disciples were in the boat, very comfortable, and there was the storm outside, and Jesus came there walking on the water, and Peter immediately wanted to get out, and the Lord said, come, and, and as he got out, it was fine, he was walking on water, and then he got distracted by circumstances, things around him, and as soon as his eyes left left Jesus, he started to sink, and then Jesus said, why did you doubt? I identified with that so much because so many times I get focused on Jesus, and I want to do it with Jesus, but somehow I get my eyes get gets taken off by circumstances, by things happening around us, and then we don't understand why we can't do the right thing. And sort of the summary for Carla's message was that we get out of our comfort zones. So if you want to get out of the boat, you or if you want to walk on the water, you've got to get out of the boat. And it's not just what we do, but he, because the uh, other thing that he said is, what you do is actually what you believe. The rest is just religious chit-chat. So we can t- say, "Yeah, we, I believe, I trust the Lord." But what you do and how you trust the Lord, how your where your heart is, will will show whether you really believe. And then he said, "If you if you believe, really believe that that Jesus is your King and your Savior." Why do we worry? Why do we go to all these things? Now, and that's where I wanted to hook on to today. Now, many of you know before I came here, I'm involved with SCAS, the Sport for Christ Action South Africa. We just love God, we love people, and we love sport, and we minister in the world of sport. But before I came here, I was a mental performance coach, meaning. I worked with teams and athletes, and uh, high-level teams. With uh, and I worked with the heads, the way that they think, the what they do, and how can they perform better by thinking better. So, and today I want to I want to show you a, a system that I used with them that I discovered, and it's not it's a, I'm not a psychologist. i just a, uh, and I'm not, <laughs> I, um, I don't claim to this to be perfect, but that's Mike's. Ex- this what I, I'm going to show you now is my experience with elite athletes and teams. And and it works for everything. So so if we start off, and then we start off with our words and our actions, and that's what we need to do, w- we sort of know what we want to do right, right? We know we want our words and our actions to be right. That's what Carla said, but that, that doesn't always move God. But I think before before we start with this, I want to. to uh, I, w- I just want to start off by making you aware of where this comes from, where your words come from, where your a- actions come from, because we think, I automatically do this, I always do this, or I always say this, if someone frightens me, this word pops out, so we think that happens automatically, but it doesn't, right, so just to get, get you going, before we start, we're going to play a game, and the game is called Simon Says, right? So it's a very basic game. And for those of you who don't know the game, it's it's an easy. We'll have a practice round. All you need to do is you need to do what Simon says. So if I say Simon says lift up your arms, then you need to lift up your arms, right? And if I just say lift up your arms without Simon saying it, then, then you're out of the game. So there's two aspects to the game. One is it, it's an elimination game. So if you make a mistake, you're eliminated. And luckily, life is not like that. So, we'll have a practice round so that you can learn from it. Life is like you learn from your mistakes and then you do it, then you correct it. So, we'll give you a practice round. And the second one is it's an honesty game. And that's another life lesson. So, I can't be watching my wife, whether she does it right or not, and say, hey, you made a mistake. First of all, you need to look after yourself, you need to acknowledge your own mistakes, you need to take care of yourself. Right. Okay, so we're going to do a quick one so that we can get on with the system just for you to realize where your words and actions come from. Right, so the game hasn't started yet, so please stand. So when you make the mistake, you can just sit down. But to start with, it's a practice game. It's a practice game. Right, so the first one is practice. You don't get eliminated, and you don't have to run away now. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, right, are you ready? Okay, Simon says, hands up, hands down. Ooh, remember, remember Simon says... Simon says. No, no, get up, up, up. Stay up, stay up, stay up. Stand up. It's a practice round. It's a practice round. You can stand. You can stand. Okay, let's go again. Right. Simon says, hands up. Hands down. You see how you, most of you learn quickly. It's still a practice round. You don't, can't jump now. It's still a practice round. Okay. Simon says, hands down. Simon says, give yourself a tight hug. Right. Simon says, hands on your head. You guys are learning quickly. Okay, Simon says, dance a- as if no one's watching. <laughs> okay, <laughs> right, okay. Simon says, stop. Simon says, hands down. Okay, now that's it. You, you know the drill. Now, if you make a mistake, this is the real thing, then you just sit down. Right, okay. Simon says, hands up, hands down. <laughs> Simon says, clap twice, <laughs> clap three times. <laughs> Simon says clap once. Okay, hands up. Hands down. Okay, you guys get it all. Okay, right, sit down, sit down. Sit down. Hey, Simon didn't say you should uh, sit down. Okay, so now Simon says sit down, game's over. Right, now, what, what happened here? You... When I said hands up, your your hands didn't go up automatically, the action. Y- the moment you go through a whole process, you listen, you interpret the, the words, then you send a, bra- a message from your brain to your hands, and then you react. So everything goes through your head. And so many times we only want to change our words and actions, but we don't realize there's a pathway before we get to the words and actions. And then you need to now the next question is who are you listening to in the game you had to listen to simon but who are you listening to in life are you listening to god and his word are you listening to peer pressure people around you or are you listening to what's going on in your head that little voice in your head that says i can't do this i'm not this i am i'm this where are you listening to? Because, you see, your words and actions comes from your emotions and feelings. Because it's from your emotions and feelings that you react to your words. That that brings about the words. And be, but where does your emotions and feelings come from? I, and I'll, I'll explain a little about this now. It's because of your interpretation and or your, your perception of your beliefs. What do you believe about life? What do you believe about yourself? What do you believe about God? What do you believe about healing? What do you believe about anything? Because how you interpret it will bring get you to to be have certain emotions or feelings, and that will lead to your words and actions. But your beliefs come from what you focus on and what you pay, the pay attention to. And so the you what you focus on and what you pay attention to will Will uh, govern your beliefs, and I'll, I'll s- prove it now. And y- how you interpret it will lead to that emotions. And but it st- all starts off with life happening. Life happens, and so let's see if this is tr- this is true. Uh, sorry, my phone's ringing. Sorry. Hello. Uh, okay, that's just a joke. But what happened when I said that? It got your attention, right? Suddenly you, your beliefs is he should have should have put his phone off. He shouldn't have his phone on. Why is he why is he, he is he answering your phone? That that's your interpretation. So that led to certain emotions, and you couldn't believe this guy is answering his phone, and that led to maybe you pumped the guy. Wh- what's this guy doing? You see how easy it becomes? The <laughs> if you if someone let, let's take another example. If we, hear, if we hear someone sh- uh, screaming out there, what will happen? Let's say s- uh, there's a child screaming, right? This, uh, that's what happened. What happens to your attention? That it gets your attention. So your focus shifts. And w- depends your beliefs. And bu- under beliefs, I mean what you believe, w- what you experience, etc. So if your child is out there, it's quite different than someone without children. If you don't have an anyone out there, then you, uh, it'll get your attention, but you'll come back here. Yeah. But if your child is out there, you will go out, and maybe that's a na- your your interpretation will be differently. So your emotions will be differently, different, and you will probably go out and see if if everyone's okay. So you see, it, it's different for everything, uh, and this whole thing works with e- with anything. And so now. Thing is, what do we control before we get to God's word? What do we control? If we do you control what's happening to you, maybe I'll say, do do you agree or don't agree? Do you control, yes, what you what happens to you? No, we don't, we don't control ESCOM, we don't control whatever's happening, we can't control anything. You can't control the person next to you, what they're doing now, you can only control what you do and what you think, right. So, so we don't control this. Now, do you control your focus? But, the, but maybe I must just say here, there's a scripture, and maybe that, that first one, it says, each day has enough trouble of, of itself. Matthew M- Matthew six thirty four. Each day, there's enough trouble in each day. So we, we don't control that, right? But now, what about focus? Focus is interesting thing. Because especially athletes, your coaches say, focus, man, focus. What does it mean? It means that, that. and I know you ladies think you can, mo- you can focus on more than one thing. I can prove to you yeah. why you can only focus on one thing at a time. Uh, ladies fo- can jump focuses a lot quicker than men can. But you can only focus on one thing at a time. And let me prove it to you. you when you, th- just think, when you got a new car, suddenly you see that car everywhere, isn't it? They were there before, but suddenly you become aware of them. And that's your RAS, the reticular activating system in your brain. And uh, now let's do a quick test. Just to to, to, – we'll do a memory test. Is that okay? Right, but now no cheating, right? Okay, so I want you to look at everything in the room that's red. So just look around. Help each other. There's some – I see some red shirts. Yeah, up front, there's some red things there. There's a red arrow, the exit. Uh, there's another exit, red. There at the back. Just look around, uh, and there's some posters at the back and the red shirts. Okay, have you got it? Okay, now close your eyes, please. Think of everything that you've seen. That's blue. Keep, keep your eyes closed. Keep your eyes closed. Green. Yellow. Okay, open your eyes. Why are you laughing? What colors did you see when I said look for red? All colors. But you all, you, it's like red jumped out at you. Why? Because that's what you focused on. And you deleted all other colors. So you deleted every, almost every other color. But when I, and when I, when I say yellow now, if you look for a yellow, what will you find? yellow and then other colors will sort of <laughs> uh, you will be deleted and and the same w- you will find what color you're looking for now think if we start focusing on God or on your problems and stuff you the if you say you focus you want to see red then you will find red and the problem is that we can't see negatives so let's do one more test quickly don't don't see any red now, don't look at red, don't look at what happens your it's your your attention goes to that. So if I say don't think of an elephant now, where does your mind go to the elephant because I create the picture now now keep that in mind when we start going to scripture if we say don't I, I don't worry I can't worry i I, I, I don't have to, I can't lose my temper because where do you take your mind? That's a focus point and that activates your beliefs or what happened before and that that will lead to certain emotions and lead you to say i can't do this because we only want to change the words and actions but there's a pathway before we get we get to the words and actions so we don't control that so uh, and can uh, the thing is can you change your focus of course you can You can, you can, have have you studied, especially those people that's that's busy studying, have you studied and you, uh, or or watch a TV program or movie or anything, and you're so involved with that, the athletes call it in the zone, you're so focused on this, that they can, a lot of things can happen around you, but you're not distracted, you, you study, or you do this, but then there's other times where you try to study and someone just moves a chair, and you go, what are they doing? I can't study, man. don't make them. It's your focus. It's your choice. So we, w- w- of course, we can w- we can change. The, uh, uh, we've got control of uh, the the focus. Now, now the big one. Do you control your beliefs? Or ha- maybe I was just say what I mean by belief. That's a sort of a universal thing. It's beliefs about the world, beliefs about b- about anything, and. It's about our perception of those beliefs, or but first of all, maybe we must just say, how do we form beliefs? It's not like like this that that most beliefs form sometimes it is where the Lord comes in and the Holy Spirit comes in, it can happen like this, but most of the time it's through a process, like think um when you learn to say thank you. Did your mom call you when you were like two years old and say, "Okay, I uh, someone says, "Thank you." No, it doesn't work like that. You, you, you start off by saying you need to say "thank you," and then you say, "What say "Who say means?" say donkey." "Say donkey." "Say." Repeat. Say "thank you." Say "thank you," and eventually you do it, with through repetition. How do you get to believe stuff? You get to believe by influences from teachers, from parents, etc. You get to believe it. I, I used to believe that Portuguese people are really dirty people. Why? Because my mom visited a Portuguese pe- person, and sh- uh, she came home. Or, or and sh- growing up, she used to say, "Yeah, I, I was there, and sh- that person, their, their kitchen was so dirty." Until I got to know some Portuguese people, and my wife looked after a Portuguese boy for a long time, and and we t- changed our our um, beliefs about Portuguese people. Because if you believe Portuguese people are d- dirty people, what will happen when you see one? Immediately, subconsciously, that will be a belief. That's your interpretation. That will I don't want to eat there. <laughs> and, but when you, and who can change that? You can change it. Can we change our beliefs? Of course you can. I used to believe I can't study because of teachers that told me. Um, and their perception about children growing up in the mines called us mind children. So mind children don't, uh, don't, don't study. They told me I can only eat the ball. So that was my belief. I can only eat balls. I can't do anything else. I can't study. And when I lost my leg, I, c- I had to change. I had to, to change to say I need to go and study. And suddenly, there's a change in belief and another interpretation which, which changed my words and my actions. So, of course, and just for you guys, wh- wh- the guys here, what did you think of girls when you were like five, six years old? They're the yuckiest things ever. Until you get to 13, 14, 13, and suddenly they're not so yucky anymore. Who changed that belief? You did it. Through experiences, through input, through etc. That's our beliefs. And and even if we if we um, if we look, what does the word say? Romans ten, verse thirteen to fourteen. Everyone calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching? So how do we get people to follow the Lord? By preaching, by sharing. And not, preaching is not just yeah. Preaching is actually, uh, actually out there. We go out and you share the gospel. And that's how people hear. And through that, they come to the belief. And now, the the last thing I will just want to show you before we carry on with this part is that that our perceptions of the truth is huge. Because sometimes our perceptions does not... Believe the truth. We what we perceive is not the truth. Uh, if if let's let me give you an example. Let's say we're socializing here, and and, and a, a guy, a husband, sees his wife standing with another guy, and they're laughing. And his perception is she's cheating on me. Well, it's not the truth. It can be the truth, but if it's your perception, that will trump the truth. Your perception about people. Your perception about about stuff, like um, uh, anything, my experiences, like I I lost my leg in a motorbike accident, and to be healed, can I be healed? Yeah, lots of people prayed for me, I had word that my leg's going to be healed, but it hasn't happened, so it's easy to start to believe, uh, yeah, healing is not for me, and that leads to certain interpretation, and so the words and the actions, so I don't go up for healing, because somehow, subconsciously, it's like a hesitation. So it, uh, it, there's a huge influence on, on your I- your interpretation and your perception, and we need to know the truth. And the only truth that we can hold on to is God's truth and the Word of God that we can trust. Okay, let's get on with it, and emotions and feelings. So you agree that you can change your beliefs? That we can, of course you can. You can't do anything, then you learn to how to do it, then you can do it, and it's like, okay, I can do this, and you believe you can. Right, now, w- what about your emotions? Now, emotions and feelings, is we use it as synonyms, and you, we use it interchangeable, but it's actually, there's a difference. Emotion happens like this. When s- and you see that coming forward in, in someone crying or it's an expression that's, that's visible normally to the outside. Where feelings are the deeper reaction to the emotion. So you can be really sad, but uh, when I ask you here, how are you? Yeah, uh, I'm good, thanks. But in the meantime, you're really sad. So that's b- the feelings are more I- I inside, and the feelings, your feelings, will drive your words and actions. Not what you. W- no, I'm good. I am cool. But then you then you move away because your feeling is different. So for f- the feelings is uh, that that's also an interesting thing because can you change your f- your um, your feelings? But before I s- s- go there, people are different. You, you, y- every single person is different. And those of you that's done the enneagram will know. Like my wife is a four on the enneagram, and for a four, they say they don't have feelings; they are feelings. So, <laughs> so they <laughs> they don't have emotion; they are emotion. So, so and for me as a one, that g- sort of don't go to the emotions that quickly. It's quite different, and you can see how how the the emotions and the words and, and actions will differ in a in a huge huge way. So, uh, the uh, but can you change your emotions and your feelings? Yeah, of course you can, but how quickly? Think just think you're in an argument with someone. And you someone like your brother or sister and you're really going at it, blah 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 blah, blah And then your phone rings and you, and you and you and you and you're so irritated and you're still having a go at this, and you see it's someone that you love, your boss or Carla, or, or so on, you are in this argument, blah 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 and you go, Hey, Carla, who like it. How quickly, what happened? The phone call, the focus shift to your phone, the you saw that this was it's someone that you need to be nice to that's an emotion, and then your words and actions quite different and then there's a choice going back into the argument, going through that again or or somewhere else so that's the first one and but we do it all the time it can happen this whole process happens in a split second. Let's take an example of soccer, let's say. Kaiser Chiefs are playing Orlando Pirates, right? Everyone always says I should be a pirate because I only have one leg. I just need a patch. So, but <laughs> let's say, <laughs> let's say this, this. Uh, so let's say Orlando Pirates and, and Kaiser Chiefs play, and you, uh, we're Orlando Pirate fans, right? So Orlando Pirates scores a goal. What happens? The focus shifts there immediately. What I believe, uh, what you know, is. It's good when Orlando Pirates scores because then we're going to win. It's my team. So that's our interpretation. So what's your emotion. Um, and you go like, yeah, and your words and actions show that. You shout and you scream and you go up there. And then you see the touch judge with his flag out. They That was offside. How long does it take you to go, to go through this process again? You see the flag, the focus shift to the touch judge. It's not good anymore. So, your emotion, you go from there, the words and actions, you go from there to here in a split second. No, the ref's cheating, whatever. How long did it take? A split second. So, we can change our emotions, but we think we need to stay there for some other reason. And now, the last one the words and actions. Let's look at Scripture. Proverbs 18.21 says, the tongue has power over life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. In other words, you will experience the results of your words. You either speak life or you speak death. How do you speak life and death? You speak life to, to build up, to focus on the right things, and therefore you need to go through here. Because if you c- keep on, and how do you speak death? By saying, I don't want to see red, I don't want to see red, I don't want to see red. And, you, and uh, that's just the color. But if you say, I don't want to lose my temper. I can't do this. I don't want to waste my time. And you go to all those things. That is the result of that feeling. And you, you strengthen the belief that uh, I just can't do this. I, then you end up with the belief, I always lose my temper. And then you act it out all the time. So somehow we need to change that. We are reading Colossians 3 verse 7, 17, whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of our Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So there's no doubt that we know what the Lord wants us to do. We know what it w- what he wants us to do. We read in Colossians three, verse twenty three to twenty four. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart, as working for the Lord, not human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. So we know the words and the actions. We, we know how to uh, how we should act. We know what words we should use, but. To change only this is really tough. And that's why people try to change stuff in their lives and they can't. They try to stop swearing or they try to stop smoking or they try to stop losing their anger. But the focus is always on this. And they try here, but they forget that there's a whole path here that you need to follow. So first, you need to change your belief around what you want to do. Why do I want to follow the Lord? Because God is my Savior. Because of this. And, and we'll get to the scriptures now. So we need to ch- to start here. What am I focusing on? Am I focusing on the problem? Or am I focusing on the solution? And that, and, and it's not about positive thinking. It's about creating the right picture. So if I say, don't drop the ball, don't drop the ball, that's the picture in my mind. And that's the, then I act according to that. And I've got video proof to do, to show you that. But if I say I want to catch the ball, it's a completely different picture. And it it gives you a better chance. It doesn't guarantee it, but it gives you a better chance. So if we start with our beliefs, let's look at Scripture for what Scripture says, what we should believe in, what we should be doing. And because the moment we get to this part, then the interpretation, the emotion will lead to the solution. What we do and how we do that. We read in this Ezekiel fourteen verse three, "Son of man, these men have set up in their hearts and put wicked stumbling blocks before their faces, set up idols in their hearts. Should I let them inquire of me at all? Now that's people coming to ask about the Lord. and, what the, and we think of idols as things outside. But what, is, what does this Ezekiel say here? It's idols in their hearts. In other words, what we can form idols with our words and our thinking. And even make an idol of by myself by saying, I can't, I'll never be able to do this. I can never do this. And what does the Lord say? I can do all things through Jesus Christ. So we start, we start moving to idols in our hearts. And what was the Lord's answer in Ezekiel 14.6? Therefore, say to the people of Israel, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Repent. Turn from your idols and renounce all your detestable practices. So, in other words, stop the, focusing on this. Stop doing, yeah, the words and actions. But repent. And how do you repent? You repent by focusing on something else. Repent means turning. turn around. If I'm going that way, turn around. So, if you... If you look at one color, if you want to see another color, you have to shift your focus from one to another. If you don't want to be doing this, if you don't want to mess around, if you then you need to shift and say, Lord, I want to love people. I don't want to treat people like this. I uh, I want to love people. And immediately your focus shifts there, and it, and it gives you strength because the Lord says that you don't have to do anything alone. We read in Matthew six twenty-four, no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money or God and mammon. So we can't you can't serve two. It's like two focuses. You get on the one side, God says, I will provide for you, I'll take care of you. And on the other side, we say, Hey man, um, I'm not sure about this. So we need to trust the Lord. We need to trust the Lord. Now, what does the Lord say to us? John 14, 18 to 20, where the Lord says, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you before long. The world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you will always also live. And that's, he, that's us. We will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father. Jesus is in the Father. And you are in me we are in jesus and then the last part and i am in you so if you're a believer if you believe jesus was crucified and he was raised for your sins and you're a believer christ says he's in me and that means this is that's a belief and how do we how do we form beliefs by repetition and that's why we need one another because sometimes. Uh, I will take my eyes off the Lord and I will, I will look at circumstances. And then Stewie can come and say, hey, man, remember what the Lord said? That affirmation? You're a child of God. You can go, you're can you not alone. And that moment that, that we can strengthen each other, that's why the communities are so important. Because at that moment that, that we can be a little vulnerable in smaller groups, then they, we can come up and pick one another up and say, you're not alone. We can, uh, God is with you. God is in you. Jesus is in you. He's interceding for us. And we can start scroaching scripture. And, and through repetition, we build the belief and our interpretation of what hap- what's happening. The, what's happening won't change, but our interpretation of this will change. Meaning there will be different emotions because now I don't have to do it go alone and I can, uh, and I can take it on like that. Revelation 3 verse 20 says, here I am, I stand at the door and I knock. If anyone hears my voice and open up, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. God will come in and that's his promise. Did he come in when you invited him into your life? Of course. But you must believe that because the, I, I see how many guys do accept the Lord. And because there's no follow-up, because there's no affirmation of what happened, because there's no nothing more, then they start questioning interpretation or perception. I, I'm not sure whether God come, really came in. Must I do it again, etc. But that's where we need to come and help each other to f- to strengthen that belief. God said he'll come in. And then <laughs> he's true, and we need to do that. We, we need to live up to that. We read in Hebrews 13, verse 15, Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have, because God has said, Never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So if God is in us and God says and Jesus said he will never leave you, he will never forsake you, do you believe that? And that's where, where we come back to Kala, where he said, If you really believe it, why do why do you hesitate then? Why do you do not trust the Lord? And why? Because our emotions and what the world try us try to tell us about our beliefs leads to certain emotions and that so that those words are um our words and actions follow the wrong path. We read in Hebrews 3, uh, uh, 13, verse 6, just after that verse. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? So the moment you shift your focus here, then then it's like, what can the Lord do? The, uh, the Lord is my helper. That's it. I can say with confidence confidence, the Lord is my helper, I will not be afraid. What is confidence? Confidence is a strong belief and that you focus on the right things. Romans 8 verse 28 says, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purposes. So if you're a believer, what does God say? (laughs) Everything will work out fine. From very young, we are saying in our house that everything will be okay in the end. If it's not okay, it's not the end. Do we trust the Lord? Do you trust the Lord that despite circumstances? Because circumstances, what's happening you will shift your focus. You will. There will be t- stuff taking your eyes off the Lord. Uh, as you sit here, there can be stuff because of all kinds of things happening in your life. But that comes from there, and that leads to emotions that you that even your words and your actions that you're not even hearing what I'm saying, because your mind drifts, nothing else. It's not that you want to, it's because of this part that makes you drift. Philippians four verse thirteen, I can do all things through Jesus Christ to give me strength. But if you take that in context and we're going to do that now, where we, there's first a focus on Jesus. and then, I can do all things. It's not just I can do all things and now you try to do this and quote that verse and print it everywhere. We, if you say I can do all things I- <coughs> through Jesus, then we move to the focus. What are you focusing on? So that's the, the last part is how do we focus? What do we focus on? And how uh, Once we strengthen our beliefs, the point is to strengthen our beliefs and that we need to help from one another. That's why we come to church, to the church service, so that we can get the word, you can hear, we can mingle with people, and they can speak into your life, and you can just experience God's love through his people, and that's why it's so different here. That's why, unfortunately, we start late, which is a bad thing, but it's also a good thing, because we start late because people, they're so happy to see each other. That they they come in uh, that we struggle to get them inside, which is a good thing. So and to experience all that that forms your beliefs that and that helps us fo- help. So the the beliefs are so important. But now the focus part. What does the Lord say about focus? <coughs> Sorry, maybe I must just jump back to to the um, to the emotions before we go to the focus. If we think of the emotions, when the Lord says, Don't worry about anything, like we read in Ma- Matthew 6, if you see, if He says in John 14, verse 27, Do not let your hearts be troubled, doesn't that doesn't sound to you like we we can control that part as well? If the Lord says, Do not let your hearts be troubled, is it, isn't that a sort of a thing? Okay, I must control my emotions. And it doesn't mean I must go to, I'm not allowed to feel like this. (coughs) It's shepherding your emotions to focus. Then the moment you go to that part that's, that's not uplifting you, to shift your focus to the right beliefs. To say, Lord, I don't know how to deal with this. I don't know what to do about this. Please help me. Help me because you're in me. And then you carry on with your affirmation about who God is. You're in me. You said you'll never leave me and forsake me. Help me through this. And what happens? The moment your focus shifts, then you start, then you jump on the beliefs, what God said. And that will, will help you to shepherd that emotion that's so bad. And your words and actions will just be different. And you will act differently. Nothing will change about the circumstances, but you will react differently to the circumstances. So, if we read Philippians, oh where am I now? Um, Philippians 4, verse 6 to 7, the focus part. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition and thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. How do we get peace? Everyone's looking for peace in their lives. How do we do it? Here's a formula. <laughs> you, you go to first, you focus on Jesus Christ. And then with prayer and petition and thanksgiving, to say thank you. You present your request to God. So y- you go to the focus on God, why? because you already formed the belief that God is with me God is not going to leave me, God will provide for me, everything will be okay in the end. So now you focus on him and then with you go to your with your prayers, you go to the Lord and what happens then He says that your his peace will govern your heart and your mind and it's interesting your heart and your mind so it's your emotions, your feelings, your, your everything will be covered by that and then. Then, further on, then, then he continues with, I can do all things through Jesus Christ strengthen me. But we read in Philippians 4 verse 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admir- admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think on these things. Your mind. So wh- what do we, what does that mean? Focus on that. Because if we focus on that, then immediately we will, if you trust the Lord, that will change your words and your actions. Because your focus will change. So think of these things. That's the things that you should think about. But if you keep thinking about everything that's wrong, then that's where everything will go. We read in the part that we already read, Matthew 6, verse 31 to 33. Do not worry. And once again, as the Lord says, don't worry. Emotion. Don't worry. Or or feeling. What shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? It's the pagans run after these things. And your heavenly father knows that you need them. But seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you. Where should your focus be? Kingdom and righteousness. And then, then you will, it will be different. Then you trust the Lord to, 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 uh, provide for you james 4 verse 7 to 8 submit yourselves then to god that's a focus point submit yourself to god I, lord here i am i give it uh, uh, resist the devil and he will flee from you come near to god once again come near to god and he will come near to you uh, wash your hands your sinners and purify your hearts you're double-minded and again double-minded means you're either there or there you can just be one place if you double double it you jump between uh, different things. And Romans 12, verse 2 says, Do not conform to the patterns of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. He's p- good, pleasing, and perfect will. Uh, we, everyone's looking for God's perfect will. But we need to renew our minds. And we think it's something that, Lord, please renew my mind. And then you're there. And you wait and nothing happens. And Lord, you don't want to do anything by yourself. What if you, start sh- if you shift your focus and say, Lord, I trust you. That's the belief. I trust you that I can deal with this. And shift your focus there. And then your emotions and feelings will be different. And you will act it out in a different way. John 15, verse 9 to 11, the second last verse. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in His love. I told you this so that your joy may be, my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be complete. Joy, that's an emotion, a feeling. And that's so we can get it by remaining in God, by remaining in Jesus, remaining in me and, and I in you. So we need to shift our focus to... To, to that part. And then the last verse, Hebrews 12, verse 1 to 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out before us. Now, how do you do that? Because that is the part that's difficult. How do you run this race with perseverance? How do you throw off Everything that hinders. How do you throw? You stop with every single sin? F- with, by fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. But with my eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of my faith, uh, the beginner and the end of my faith, I begin through Jesus and I will, I will finish through Jesus. I will, uh, and that is through Jesus. That, that that that's the only way. You start there and you end there, and but then you need to keep your eyes on Him. And that's what Carla was saying. If you get out of the boat, keep your eyes on Jesus. the The circumstances are there. You don't ignore them, but you keep your eyes on Jesus. Now, that's the only way we can do that. And my prayer is that somehow. This will not distract you, but that this will help you to focus, keep your focus on the right things. That we strengthen our beliefs, but that we focus on the right things so that our interpretation and perception comes from our beliefs and nothing else. And that will lead to the right emotions and feelings so that we can do the right thing and say the right thing. Let us pray. I'm going to give a chance. Just if there's anyone here that doesn't know this Lord we're talking about, this Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, if you don't know him, you won't be able to focus on him. So if there's anyone here that has not made a commitment to give their lives to Jesus Christ, you can just put up your hands, and we'll, we'll pray with you afterwards. I'm not going to embarrass you if there's anyone here. And so I believe, I, would, I trust that every single one here knows the Lord now i want to pray for, for us and just ask the lord to help us to focus on the right things so i'm going to ask you if you if you want to if you realize that you have been focusing maybe on the wrong things or that you maybe just live from your emotions without realizing what's happening in your life Or that you're sometimes you doubt certain beliefs about yourself, or that belief that that's me, I can't do this, that that you believe a lie. To expose that lie, to say I can't do this, I will never be able to do this. If you, if that's you, that just need that prayer for to to get your focus right. If you would just please stand, and then we'll pray together. I'll pray for you. So if you think if you just want to stand and 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 then we'll pray for you. Oh. Oh Father, thank you. Thank you for every single person here this morning, Lord. And Lord, thank you for especially those standing now. Lord, you know the beliefs that we formed about ourselves and about the world, about other people through the influences of this world. And Lord, we just commit those Beliefs to you now and ask help us to break the lies uh, the lies we believe about ourselves and the lies we believe about others or the world or what you can do or can't do lord and help us to focus on you help us to to strengthen our own beliefs and to strengthen the beliefs of the people around us help us to shepherd our emotions so that we can that we're not not run by, our lives are not run by our emotions, but help us to to utter the right words, to count our words, to control our words, to control our actions, because we focus on mm-hmm. you and only you. Thank you, Father, that we can pray all of this in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Un honour and glory be yours, Lord. Help us to glorify you with everything in our lives. In the name of Jesus.
0: Amen. Well, thank you so much, Christy. That was such a amazing practical way of looking at this. And it's so true, eh? Um, you know one thing um, Andrew once said uh, when we were at a gathering, and it's so true. Um, the more time we spend with Jesus, the more we become like him, the more we take on his nature. So what we what we behold, we, we become. And if we look at and listen to the world and what they say about us and peer pressure and all the stuff that's going on in social media and w- uh, what what you should look like and what you should wear and how you should act. Uh, but in the word of God, that actually brings life. So I really want to encourage you guys. Yeah. Awesome. So if the uh, music, the, the worship team can please come up. We're going to go into a time of worship. Um, So, yeah, everybody can stand.